I look at anybody that I know that's in the thought leadership that, that is truly in the thought leadership market is they've worked on their strengths and made them even stronger rather than trying to make yourself break the three hour marathon or the four minute mile. You might not be a runner, but you might be a great biker. You might even be a, just a better car driver than running. But, mm. you know, I see people judging themselves so harshly on their weaknesses rather than find their strength and then run with it. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership, where we believe you must have a clear personal brand so that you stand out from that sea of sameness and are able to differentiate yourself from your competitors. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. I'm your other co-host, Michael Palmer. Michael, today's guest is a true legend in the realm of real estate investing. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the best-selling author and founder of the Real Estate Investment Network, also known as Rain, Don Campbell. Welcome to the show, Don. What a pleasure, gentlemen. I can hardly wait to get into this. Yeah, it's great to have you. It truly is. Don, the name of this podcast is The Business of Thought Leadership. Our listener is very interested in your story and what it is that's brought you to where you are today. Tell us your backstory. Very interesting in, in my world is because I, I remember in grade nine, rushing out of class, completely freaked out because it was speech class. Now what do I do? You know, I do this for a living. I get to, to <laughs> be, be a, a presenter. Second thing is, is the one, uh, you know, I was a pretty good student, but in English, I got kicked out of that class all the time because I would be, shall we say, bored. And when now what do I do? I've written eight bestsellers. So it's not where you come from. It's where you become. And uh, I, I'm proof of that. I can still remember uh, when I took over on the speaking side for rain, I used to just run the back stuff and the research, et cetera. And I took over the speaking side. I still have clients. We have Rain members who've been members for 25 years, right? And uh, they tell me that was the funniest thing. I could not hear you speak because your mic uh, picked up papers shaking so much. And uh, so- <laughs> Oh my God. If, and, but but that, goes to, that goes to some of the background and some of the, 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 we all have a story and we all bring ourselves all this weight behind us and, We've now told ourselves, you know, I'm 54 now, but, you know, throughout your years, your 20s or 30s, you've started to create a story about yourself. Well, you know, I can do all these things, but I am not doing this. And I, I can do all these things, but I'm really terrible at this. And then guess what? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and, and you don't work on your strengths. You work on your weaknesses. And that's the strangest thing for me. I, I look at anybody that I know that's in the thought leadership that, that is truly in the thought leadership market is they've worked on their strengths and made them even stronger rather than trying to make yourself break the three hour marathon or the four minute mile. You might not be a runner, but you might be a great biker. You might even be a, just a better car driver than running. But, mm. you know, I see people judging themselves so harshly on their weaknesses rather than find their strength 
and then run with it. You know, Don, that's very powerful. Dan Sullivan, the founder of Strategic Coach, he was the first person I heard say that. It's, you shouldn't work on your weaknesses because all you're going to have is strong weaknesses. You mm-hmm. should only work on your strengths because working on your strengths is what lets your genius truly shine. That's what's going to have you stand out. That's the only way that you could even possibly potentially become a thought leader, isn't it? Uh, there, there is no question because if, if you're working on your weaknesses, what it does is it drives you to average drives you to the mean. I, I am blessed, for, frankly, from my parents and my upbringing, et cetera, is to always have critical thought and to, and to be able to extrapolate an issue. Uh, when, a, when a government says they're going to do this, I, I, have, I have a strength in which I can forecast how that's going to play out over the next two, three, five, seven, ten 10 years. And people go, oh, that's impossible. I said, well, it may be impossible for you, but I've really worked on that strength and really honed it but if I thought, you know what, that's pretty good, but th- I'm really weak over here. I should go to the mental gym so I can do something, something, so whatever the something, something is to improve, I would never be able to be the true thought leader. And it's, what's interesting, you started with the sea of sameness. And if you want to be part of the sea of sameness, work on your weaknesses because <laughs> then you'll get to you'll get to meet, you know, I you guys have been doing this for a while and I'm sure you've watched this happen too. And I, I'm in my 25th year, the rain is in his 25th year as well. And I look at, is everybody now a coach? Because it sure in the heck <laughs> seems like it. Who's it sure coaching does. the coaches? And, um, and it's, it's really sad to watch because there are people who have never done anything and never had the success in the thing that they're trying to coach. And they're coaching people to do that. And people are following and, and doing, doing the, the action steps that the coaches are saying. But the coaches have never been down the road. They've never been in those shoes. So when an issue comes up that's not in the cookie cutter, what is the coach going to do? They're not going to say, I don't know. They're going to, frankly, sadly, and I've seen it happen to so many people, make something up say, you know what you need? You need to work harder, work stronger, get better at your time management when there's a real life issue that needs to be solved. And so I think, I think there should be a new term that's there's, there's coaches and then there's something else, whatever something else is, which is somebody who's gone down the path that you want to go on. And, uh, I don't know, trailblazer, trail leader. I don't know what the heck it's going to be, but I think there needs to be a differentiation. You know, Tony Robbins actually differentiates between coaching and mentoring. And the way that he does that is he says a, a, a mentor is someone, like you said, who's already been there, done that. And a coach is somebody who has the ability to see what's getting in your way, what's in your blind spot, help you get past that. At least a good coach or a successful coach is able to do that. But absolutely, you're absolutely right. Everybody and his brother right now is calling himself or herself a coach. And they don't necessarily have expertise. And to me and to us, being a coach actually is the kiss of death. I would tell everyone don't call yourself a coach. Find out what your genius is. Find out what your expertise is. And then 
work on that, bring that out, and then see if there's people that you can help with that expertise, people who have an itch that needs scratching. If you do that, then you really got something there that people are going to value and people are going to find out about that and they're going to be the path to your door, as it were. People are going to line up to do work with you. And I think that's a big part of what's happened in Rain, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the sea of sameness, right? Once again, you start calling yourself a coach. Guess what? You're now in that pot. So people have a prejudgment around who you are and what you do and what you're going to provide. Yeah, step out of that box. If you want to be a true thought leader and you really want to have an impact. And frankly, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, I was just doing a little bit of background on, on frankly, on me, because who the heck remembers what they did 25 years ago? But uh, um, <laughs> I looked at, I, on my wall in my office, I have a really cool office, and um, on my wall is a purpose statement that I made in June 27, 1992. And, um, and it's it has nothing to do with real estate, has nothing to do with anything. As a matter of fact, at that point, 1992... Yeah, in, in June 1992, I had just kind of left aviation, and and which was a great industry as well. I said, you know what? What, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? I'm too young to get stuck in a box. Hmm. So my purpose statement says, and remember, I did nothing, no, no speaking, no, none of that stuff at this point, to use my humor, honesty, and intelligence by reading, gaining knowledge from all sources, and keeping everyone around me in a positive frame of mind. So I create success in my business and all areas of my life so that everyone has everything they need to be comfortable and to enjoy their lives. That's it. And I have had that on my on my wall since night around 1992. And that's really the whole purpose of rain. The reason that I'm launching an agriculture innovation center on one of my farms is how do we do this? How do we share the knowledge? How do we make sure that people are moving forward? and looking at the issues that needed to be solved. Back in 1992, what needed to be solved is a lot of people were getting ripped off in the real estate world and they had no idea how to buy it. It was all about get rich quick, get rich quick. You know, you can be on a boat like me, you know, those late night TV shows. And that's really why Rain kind of came around is like, let's build a business with integrity. Let's leave money on the table i.e. let's not charge a whole lot of money. As a matter of fact, our price is not moved since 1993. Same price. Wow. And uh, yeah, because it it's it's not about how do you take the most dollars out of every client's hands. And, and I know a lot of people do, well, I'm going to sell you this $40,000 coaching program. And then I see the coaches and they're, they've never done real estate. But it, you know, those types of things can occur and can be a great business model for somebody. But given my purpose statement, it was help as many people as possible without just, you know, starving myself to death. And, and frankly, it's worked out pretty well because we're, you know, we've been doing this for so long and we have seen lots and lots of others come and go. And, uh, and, and frankly, it's, it's worked. I just took up the number. I just phoned the office before this. We're at um, $4.76 billion of real estate that just Canadians have, the Canadian RAIN members, just individuals have purchased since we've started. And that's only what's reported. I think it's about 37,000 properties. 
And wow. we, we haven't sold them any of those properties, right? Our job is to teach them to fish. And that's what's, that's in my world it, is why this thing came along is you're at 4.76 billion in purchase price. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but prices in many cities in Canada have gone up over the last 20 years. Just a tad. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> I.E. sarcasm. And, um, and this is just the, the, the properties that have been reported. This is not the consulting with REITs. It's, it's the consulting with the big builders and the big developers. This is just mom and pops who have decided to take control of their financial future and have learned to trust our research. Uh, I can still remember background-wise sitting on the George Strombolopoulos show. I think it was called The Hour back then. And telling when he asked me the question, you know, it's live, it's across the country and it's live CBC show. And oh, by the way, Gene Simmons followed me, just saying. And nice. Um, nice. I think I saw that episode. <laughs> yeah. And he going, so, okay, Don, we're in Ontario. Where would you put your money? And I said, right now, and this is over a decade ago, uh, I said, Hamilton. And the look on his face from the other side of the camera, right? The camera was on me. And the look on his face was like, are you kidding me? And, uh, and I, I, I said, no, Hamilton's going to be the place over the next 10, 12, 15, 20 years. And now look what it's doing. It's out of control. So many people got into that market at the right time and still own and still hold. And it isn't even started its run. So that's what makes my life. That's what makes my, uh, it's my rocket fuel to put it one way, one way. It really is remarkable, and I've I've participated in your programs, and so I was, you know, it was a long time ago. It was probably thirteen years ago, and what shocked me is the amount that I paid. I mean, I I didn't know I was interested in the subject. I actually read your book, and went to the went to the event. It was very very uh, inexpensive, and the the content and what you delivered in in the program <laughs> was. It, it just was incredible. I was blown away by, there was no hype. It was just solid fundamentals. And then the research that you were putting out, I remember, I could still remember some of the areas that you pointed out in the Toronto area. And now today it's like, you know, bang on, bang on. And that's through just, just deep understanding of the principles, the, the amount of work and energy that you've put into becoming an expert in that field and then sharing that with the people that you serve. It, it's remarkable. Now, I want to say Thank something, you. and this is an acknowledgement for you. Your book, Real Estate Investing in Canada, I, mm -hmm. I purchased the book, I, I started reading it, and, and in the beginning of the book, it was about creating a vision board. And your, per, your personal Belize. Yeah, yes. your personal Belize. Belize. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I, and I create, that was the very first vision board. Like I'd heard about vision boards and all of this, you know, the, the, the purpose yeah. of them. But it was reading your book that actually had me create that personal Belize. And I still have that personal Belize in, Belize cool. in my office. And every single aspect of it is represented in my life today. It's, it's remarkable, really is remarkable. So for you, you're a person that's not, it's not been about going and, and helping people invest in real estate. It's about helping people create a better life. It's, uh, I, you know, we, we, we tagged it hashtag rain life. And that's exactly what it is. It's because I don't want to use the word problem, so I'm not going to. The issue, <laughs> the issue, the issue that I see. You're killing me, Don. Uh, you, you see, see what I did there, right? Yeah. Um, the, the, the issue I see is if you're being coached, or if you're in a program or something, it becomes it, right? It becomes like if you're at a thing and it's real estate oriented, or it's 
uh, stocks or penny stocks or whatever, it can take over. And why is because, frankly, it, the business model of you attending is really, frankly, for most most of those businesses, is just keep coming because every time you come, you you pay another 900, 900 bucks or whatever. My issue is that it becomes all consuming and people are always waiting for it to occur. If only I had, if only I did, if only, if only. And your life is just ripping by. And so the rain life is, we wanna talk about real estate funding your life, not being your life. You can be a real estate investor. You don't walk around going, hey, what am I? I'm a stock investor. No, you're, generally people don't walk around and say that. But with this, with this whole emotional attachment to real estate, people are walking around going, uh, what do you do? I'm a real estate investor. That's great. But what do you do? Real estate investing is supposed to just, it's just a thing. It's just a, a, a tool to create capital and or cash flow so that you can get on with your life. And that's what the personal beliefs story, chapter three or whatever it was, I think, chapter three, was all about designing why you're doing real estate and it, or why you're doing anything, why you're opening a coaching business. Are you opening a coaching business because frankly, you're in big trouble financially and you need money? Or are you actually opening a coaching business to, to affect change on this specific group of people? And with your personal beliefs, it's visual and it's written. And I'll tell you, I don't know what your age was when you did that, and I'm not going to ask, but the, uh, the, it's, it's the 50 to 60-year-old guys who come to our um, Acre Weekends who part of the homework on Saturday night is, you know, at least start on a personal belief. Start at least, at least have an idea of why you're doing this. The, the impact on 50 to 60 year old guys who do it, who have in a career and live in their life and helping raising kids and have a family and all that kind of stuff, never, ever, ever sitting down and going, what am I doing this all for? And do I still need to do this? And, and the stories that they come up to me privately um, with tears in their eyes. And I'm going, oh, my goodness, what kind of society have we created where people aren't even allowed to dream? They get caught up on the treadmill. And that's the rain life is find real estate. Do not spend your whole eight hour day. People say I'm going to be a real estate investor for uh, a full time real estate investor. I said, what are you going to do for the rest of the rest of the day after your one hour is done? Um, if you're t spending more than one hour a day on real estate investing, you're doing it wrong, frankly. You're just now consumed by it. As you were speaking, I, I, I remember my father. I actually mailed him a copy of the book. He was living in Texas, away from his family, and his personal beliefs was to live closer to his family, which he designed his life based on just getting this right now, Don. It was like, brilliant. it's, it really, when you said 50, 50, you know, it's like people think at that age that their life is over and he'd made some mistakes and, you know, th you know, challenges and had a lot of stuff thrown at him in his life. But yet at that age, even then he changed his life and the course of his life dramatically by one chapter in one book. And it was that, I remember him telling me he wrote a mm -hmm. letter to himself 
his personal beliefs and he put it away and he wasn't going to read it. I don't even know where that letter is. I never got to read it or he didn't share, but I know he created that future and, and he moved to Toronto. He moved closer to me, was closer with my sister and he changed his entire life because of that specific exercise. That's, 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 see, that is why I continue to do what I do. Do I have to continue to do this? It's not about ego. Believe me, I'd be rather be even even in this conversation. I, I I'd rather be up out on my tractor because I got four acres of hay. I gotta take off today. <laughs> right? but, I love uh, it. but 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 my drive, and you've heard my you know my purpose statement. My drive is that because those stories really matter. Because now he was able to do that, which then touched you and your sister. And, and you got to spend more time with him and it probably provided a bit of a spark, a thart, a thart, that's a new word, a thought spark um, for you on, I can help people also see that life can be changed no matter where you are on the direction. And so that's, that's very cool, by the way. And, oh, and you didn't, we didn't mention that I don't make any money on any of my books. It's uh, 100% of all the royalties of all my eight bestsellers go directly to Habitat for Humanity, have, wow. since, day, have since day one. Uh, I think we're up to $1.2 million gone directly to Habitat for Humanity. Quiet. Amazing. And I didn't do that for any other reason than I thought, well, my goodness, I don't want to write a book. And so so when, the, when the publisher came to me to write the book, I didn't, I didn't go chasing around with a, a, a manuscript. See, I don't even know what the word is in the manuscript. Uh, uh, they came to me and I said, you know what's going to be really cool is they're going to say no if I tell them all the money has to go to charity. And they came back and said, mm, okay, we've never done that before. Let's do that. And I went, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> now I got to write a book. But now the result of that book is uh, just like you're talking about your dad. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's really, uh, it's a demonstration of someone who's really, out to make the difference that they were born to make. And it's the, that's what's beautiful about it. And, and so thank you. Uh, just sort of realize that now, but uh, it's amazing. Amazing work. Don, you're the See. first guest that's ever, ever made my co-host cry <laughs> on air. <laughs> Win. That's <laughs> just, wow. But, I was blown but, away by that. I started to get teary-eyed. Well, the, mes the message in that is the message, right? And it, there's probably a lesson to all the listeners about that is what is it? How can you affect people, actually literally affect their lives, not make them an extra 50 bucks or, you know, you're going to be a better coach, go for it. How, how do you actually find a way in which to emotionally touch and, and emotionally change uh, somebody's life where they go, you know what, I got to wake up. I just woke up to this moment. So sorry for doing that, by the way. But uh, at the same time, it's pretty lovely. Yeah, it is. And he uh, he he had uh, cancer. He died. But you know, I got choked up when I think about it. But the the thing is, is that it 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 is the a remarkable difference. It's it's awakening people such that they change the course of their life, and that's what makes it uh, what's what makes it powerful. So you know, we we had a good solid four or five years together that had he not read that chapter may have not had happened. Now it would have been a different journey, a different path. But for me, it's, 
you know, just incredibly valuable. I mean, all the money in the world couldn't buy that experience. And so it's not about investing to make a whole bunch of money. It's about a better life, as I was saying. So brilliant. be valuable brilliant. is essentially, I think, the message and, and, and help make the difference for the people you serve. And you're doing that. Thank you. You know, that is about as authentic of a moment on a podcast that you're going to find. Because we weren't, we haven't pre-talked about what we were going to talk about. And we haven't designed, hey, we should talk about the personal beliefs. I had no idea. Um, you didn't know that that was your dad. Um, and, and I think there's a lesson in that is, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm really, really, really tired of people who keep telling me they're authentic rather than, hey, dude, just be authentic. I'll know whether you're being authentic or not. But as soon as you tell me you're being authentic, then I think you're full of BS. You know, it's the, you're, you're, you're now part of the sea of sameness. We're a bunch of authentic people who are unique in our ability <laughs> and especially on customer service. It's like, oh my God, really like step out of the box people. So being authentic and that, that, that I've done a lot of podcasts. That's probably the most authentic moment that uh, I've, uh, I've, I've been a part of. I talk in a lot because I don't want to cry on the, on the podcast. Was there going to be two firsts here? Your first cry on a podcast too? <laughs> oh keep talking, Don, keep talking. So I'll tell you what, Donna. I acknowledge you for being someone who lived as a heart-based entrepreneur before the, the phrase was, was even invented, let alone cool. You know, there, there, there's something that a lot of people don't know about a very big real estate investor who shall remain nameless uh, to protect the innocent. But this, this investor is an American who, to say the least, is controversial. But I know that he, quietly this fellow has given tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to people to help them out. And it's one of the things I admire about this fellow. And yep. I didn't know that about you, that you uh, gave all your royalties away. Uh, I, I'm touched and impressed uh, at the same time. And here's what I want to ask you. How'd you come up with the idea to create rain? That's got to be a cool story. It's, it's, it's not really that cool. There, a gentleman named Alan Jacks uh, out of Vancouver. He's the guy who kicked me out of my comfort zone of in aviation, uh, living in Edmonton, by the way, it gets cold there oh, and, yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't down here in Vancouver and, uh, and moved down. We started a publishing company. We tried a bunch of things. He really, he was really the catalyst in me making a change. He had a, a group called success in action. Success in action was a group of wannabe and current entrepreneurs. It wasn't big. It was 25 people or something. And um, I was assisting him in that, in the background, and also participating. And the conversation kept going, and I'm paraphrasing a really long story, but you have these little breakout groups, like it's cash flow group and this kind of group, and it would always seem to go towards real estate. And everyone was asking real estate questions. So, you know, entrepreneur, even with a perm, by the way, <laughs> entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, don't laugh. It was true. You should have seen the mustache. Anyway, the, um, oh, boy. oh uh, yeah, I should send you that picture just to put we'll up. Put please, that as, please, please, yeah, yeah. We'll make that the, the picture on the box. Yeah. No, no, you won't. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, he was a, he was a true entrepreneur and I was along for the ride and it was so brilliant. And, uh, he said, well, obviously the people want real estate. So, you know, started around dining room tables, people asking us questions around real estate. Um, 
And it's just like, this seems to be a pretty good business model. Let's be a thought leader in this. And then designed from there into this fabulous, fantastic entrepreneurial accident that is that is rain. And the philosophy behind it shifted five or six years in. And, um, and then when I took it over fully, I, I just put my, my, my full purpose statement on top of it and said, we're only doing things that fulfill this. So of course, you know, you have a lot of developers and a lot of, and this is something that coaches are going to come across and thought leaders are going to come across. There's going to be people who think, Hey, that dude's a thought leader. That means that he can lead people to uh, certain things. What if I pay him half a million dollars to uh, promote this or do that? Incredibly tempting, incredibly tempting. But we, at the right from the beginning, or right, right, right from when I really focused on it, we have left millions on the table. But it hasn't hurt us. If that makes sense, you know, people will come sense. up to you and say, "Listen, you, I, we got this project, and I'm going to give you a million or eight hundred thousand dollars if we sell it out." And you, you're a thought leader. All you have to do is lead the people. And frankly, my answer has been no. And would an extra few million bucks change somebody's life? Maybe, but maybe not. It's pretty cool when you can go to sleep at night every night knowing farewell that you lived your purpose and you stuck your, with your guns and you did what you do. And I'm not making the other option wrong. That's really, really important for me to get across because the other option might be perfect for other people with different purpose, with different purpose statement. But in order for me to be true to myself and who I am and who I need to be and my upbringing, et cetera, that worked. And we're 25 years in and um, the prices are the same and the value is substantially more. Hey guys, I was delivering my what's behind the curtain segment with overheads at one point. Wow. Wow. You remember overhead projectors? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure do. Use the few. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. I dropped them. Now what? You know, that's now it's just, if your remote batteries go bad, he's going to go, oh, let me change the batteries. But now you drop a bunch of these things. As a matter of fact, I have a ton of them still in the office here just to kind of go back. And because I am a, a, a student of history and it always repeats itself. Um, and there's also great lessons in it for my clients. But same idea. I decided I needed to be true to myself and 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 I'm going to continue to be true to myself. And that's why I'm okay with exposing my discussions like this around, well, the perm and the mustache. Nice. I should, I but you know what? The, the, the willingness to go and or the wanting to, to, to end this podcast so I can go cut hay. And I'm not wanting to end the podcast early. But that's not what I'm saying. But you know what I mean? Like, just be real. Just be real. Um, and then people will be drawn to you. I got to be honest. I want to end the podcast too because it's a beautiful sunny day. And I don't want to end the podcast because I'm enjoying the conversation. But I've been telling <laughs> Michael, can we do this outside, man? It's just too nice a day to be stuck in the studio. I can see the sunshine. So I totally get it. Don, one of the things that I really got from what you just revealed to us is that your integrity is not for sale. And by integrity, I don't mean you know, morality or right or wrong. It's just, it wouldn't be in keeping with who you are to have accepted the money to promote those projects. And as you said, there, there's people for whom that's their business model. That's the purpose of what they do. As long as they're upfront about it with themselves and the people they talk to, there's nothing totally. wrong with that. But for you, it would have been wrong. And 
I got to say, I'm I'm, I'm an old school man. I have 19th century values. You know, do what you say, the way you said it, when you said you were going to do it. That's big for me. So when I hear a man like you say that, I go, at least in this respect, you're an old school man too. Well, that's great. And these these are not gray hairs. They're ash blonde highlights. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) So I may be old school, but yeah, you got it. I love it, man. That's fantastic. I got to say, this has been one of the most fun podcast episodes we've ever had. We like to wrap up every episode by asking our guest, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener take on in their life, in their business, so that they can have a better life and a more effective business? What are yours? So, so that, that's an interesting question. And um, I stole it from Raymond know, Aaron, by the way. Well, well, what's interesting about it is that my tips won't match other people. You know, so that would be, once again, tip number one, I guess. And that would be stop telling people you're authentic and using all those watchwords that everybody seems to be using right now and just be authentic. But don't just be authentic to the people out there. Be authentic to yourself. So maybe, I don't know, tip read chapter three of Personal Belize uh, in Real Estate Investing in Canada, even if you're not in real estate, and do that and come to a conclusion of, who you are, why you're doing this. And it's okay if it's you want all the flash cars. That, that There's no judgment in what it is. But then once you have that, it's kind of like a Google map. Google map can't tell you a darn thing unless you know where you want to go and where you are. So figure out where you are emotionally, financially, and physically, and where you want to be. And then maybe design your life to go on that road. And then when that road has a little bit of a detour or there's construction, you kind of go around it, but you stay as true to that road as possible. And if you do that, you can actually affect change on you, on your family, and on your clients. But if any of those are out of integrity, at some point, at some point, you're going to be at a fork in the road that you won't have a very clear way to make that decision. So stop saying you're authentic. Just be authentic to you, your clients, and your family. So I guess my second tip would be based in the reality of there are great inventors. We never hear what their invention is. There are great scientists where we never hear what their breakthroughs are. There are actual thought leaders out there who we don't even know who they are because they cannot clearly communicate what they're supposed to communicate. So if they have a breakthrough, how do they get that across? Because frankly, a lot of us don't know how to communicate properly, haven't worked on that because we're so in our head inventing or creating or whatever it is that we're doing as a thought leader. So tip number two is work on your presentation skills, work on your voice, use voice inflection, learn the tricks of the trade of acting. So you can use your voice and use your body to get your message across. Well, Dawn, it shouldn't matter. Well, it does matter. And 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 if you start using the word should too much, you start to should all over yourself and then <laughs> really start to make a mess, right? And so it doesn't matter what should happen. It is about getting your message across clearly. So frankly, um, if you can't present in front of a group of one, 12, or 1,200 people, um, your message is going to be limited. So that would be my number two tip. 
And my number three tip is make sure you're having fun. Hmm. If you're having fun, your clients will have fun. If you take yourself too seriously, and we all know people who take themselves incredibly seriously, how do we know them? Because they'll tell us that we, we sit there and we go, yeah, I get it. But you haven't asked me one serious question. Yeah, I know you've got your checklist and I know you're going through. So what do you think you want to achieve with this phone call? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but 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 let's 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 start being real. So, Don, wasn't tip two learn how to communicate? <laughs> Ironically, seeing as our communication system goes down in the Absolutely. middle of it. Sorry about the different audio, guys. No problem. You it know sounds what? great. It sounds great, and you it's about the communication, isn't it? Right on. Yeah. So what's the final tip? Okay, final tip number three out of about 300 uh, is be consistent. Be consistent with your message. Be consistent with your writing to match your, uh, like if you're, on your, if you're doing a blog, your writing to match your voice in your videos. Be consistent in your message to your clients, but also now, consistent doesn't mean belligerently stuck on a point. Consistent means that you're also okay when new data or new information comes out that you change your mind and you're all right with saying that to your client or your friend or your, you know, whoever it is. So be consistent in your message, but don't be stuck on it. Don't be afraid to admit that you're wrong or you miscalculated, if you want to put it that way. Um, so if you, if you do those three tips on top of, you know, really making sure you're taking care of yourself and being healthy, being happy, and making sure you're on the right road by designing your, designing your road, then I think that you're going to do incredibly well. And you'll find that people will be drawn to you rather than having to chase clients. Um, avoid that sea of sameness, everybody. I, 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 I really, really recommend it because you've seen who's in the sea of sameness. And if you're in it too, guess what? You're painted by the same brush. Fantastic tips, Don. Thank you so much. Here's the point in the podcast where we ask you if there's something specific that you're up to that you'd like to promote, be it a, an event, a, another book, or what have you, here's the opportunity to do that. Is there anything you'd like to talk to our listener about? Oh, yes. Um, follow me on Twitter uh, because that's where I do a lot of my rants and insights, et cetera, and it's at Don R. Campbell. That would be fantastic. My books continue to support Habitat for Humanity. Um, it would be an honor and a pleasure if you bought one or all eight because they're always on sale on Amazon because they like them too. So we can support giving people a hand up instead of a handout, which is a Habitat for Humanity thing. And, and I think the third thing I want to promote is if you don't know and you're dealing with a client and you don't know, say you don't know. Because by making something up or going with a theory that you haven't proven is going to cause more pain to our fellow citizens just because you're afraid to say you don't know. It's okay not to know. And please, if you do those three things, that would be awesome. Fantastic. And if someone listening to this is interested in finding about real estate investing in Canada or interested in rain, where do they go for that? Uh, they can go to Rain Canada, R-E-I-N, Canada.com, or to DonRCampbell.com, my website, where I do the, the occasional blog. 
for instance, just did one uh, the last couple of days and, um, and, and, and come out to one of our events. You know, we, we have events, we have free events. If you want to come in here, uh, the theory behind it, or we have uh, rain membership, which is uh, only 199 bucks a month. Same as it always has been, but don't come unless you want to be an investor because that's who we want to hang out with. But if you do almost any of those things, that would be great. That's fantastic. Well, you know what? A lot of thought leaders look at investing in real estate once they've made the money they want to make from thought leadership. So thank you for making that offer available to people. And thank you again for being such a rock star guest on this show. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I know, Michael, you did too. You're brilliant. And uh, come back anytime. And we do mean anytime. It's a deal. And maybe next time I'll clearly communicate through the exact same (laughs) microphone the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we will figure this out next time. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you very much. I got some hay to take off a field. I got to go. Go make hay, Don. Go make hay, Don. Thank you. This was awesome. Yeah. See ya. Cheers. Bye-bye. Michael, Don R. Campbell, one of the greats. I've got to say, our podcast guests just keep getting better and better. I've got to say, Don Campbell was the best podcast guest we've had certainly today in terms of his humility, in terms of his messaging, in terms of how clearly he's going after the purpose for which he was put on this earth. Absolutely. I mean, I was looking forward to it because I remember reading his book as I shared and I knew he made a difference for me. And, you know, you want to hang out with people like that and acknowledge them for it and learn more from them. But then as he was speaking, it, I remembered something that I completely forgot about about my father. And that was just, kind of blew me away. So it's been for me, yeah, remarkable just to talk to him. I think his energy and just who he is vibrationally, I know that's kind of maybe woohoo talk, but he's, he's good people. He's really good people. So it's really he awesome. He was great. He is good people. I love Don Campbell, and uh, truly, we we have to bring him back at some point. And um, what he had to share was amazing. I love what he said about stop saying you're authentic. Just just be authentic. Just just be yourself. You know, and that's a great segue into what's going to allow you the listener, to stand out. And that's having a super clear personal brand. And a super clear personal brand needs to, among other things, be an authentic personal brand, one that you can communicate powerfully. And in order for you to create a super clear personal brand, what you need to do is go to our website, authorityrocks.com, and download our 10-step authority marketing blueprint. Isn't that right, Michael? Absolutely. And you know what number one is? Don't call yourself a coach. (laughs) And so, Don... I, I, I was actually it. surprised that you didn't actually take that, you teed that up so nicely. <laughs> we could have did, told you did. all about the, as you're listening, the listener could have heard about authorityrocks.com earlier. Well, I know. Well, we do that at the end. We do that at Absolutely. the end. I was just, I was just enthralled with this man sharing, but, but that was a powerful point that he made. Yeah. No better way to get to commodity and to be just like everybody else to say, what do you do? I'm a I'm coach. A coach. <laughs> you know, that's when people typically go refresh their drink, right? <laughs> right. And so what you want to do is you want to really clearly communicate, as Don was saying in this episode, what you do that's remarkable, what you do that makes a difference. Not People don't care what you do. They care about what you deliver or do for them, the outcome that you produce for them. So, so uh, one, just one 
of the 10 that will help you create a personal brand, uh, uh, a position in the market where you're an authority, where people call you versus the other way around. And we know that that's a, an excellent place to be. And we know that you'll love to be in that position as well. So go to authorityrocks.com, download it. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you're implementing in your business, in your life. And we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Perfectly well said, Michael. Your personal brand depends on you being super clear on it. And this authority marketing blueprint will allow you to achieve clarity in warp speed. And that wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. Please, if you'd like to know more about today's guest and to get all sorts of wonderful free business building resources, please go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.